Thank you very much that you're here. Uh, so I'm going to, to read a little excerpt from my Macedonian novel. Uh, in Macedonian language, I write only in Macedonian. Uh, so I'm very grateful that you're going to read it in English. Rezerven život. Toa junsko popladne prenašata zgrada na periferijata na Skopje. Jas, srebra i roze, sigraf me na sosema nova igra. Predskažuvanje na sudbinata. So bela kreda vrz žešteni od beton v udolnicata, što vodeše kon garažite na stanarite, crtaf me kvadrati i voniv go vpišuvaf me brojot na godinite, koga sakame da se omažime. Sigurno mu padjaf me voči na sekoj minovač, a se ušte i na stanarite sednati na balkonite ili zastanati kraj otvorenite prozorci od zgradata, što ne poznavaa mošne dobro, Imeno jas i sestrami bevme bliznački, sijamski, so srasnati spojeni glavi kaj slepočnicite, vednaš nad mojeto levo in nezinoto desno uvo. Takvi se bevme rodile za naša nesretja, a za sramna našite roditelji. I dvete imavme dolgi, gusti, kostenljivi kosi, što ni go zackriva ili barem taka mislevme mestoto na srasnatosta. Na prv pogled izgledavme kako da sme kleknati so dopreni glavi edna do druga, a udolu telata ni beja slobodni, oblečeni vo letni fustančenja bez preramki, so lastik nadgradite, jazvo zeljeno, so sitni žoltenikavi cvetčinja, a sestrami vo crveno so sini i beli točkički. Sestrami srebra, ja zlata, na dvanajsetgodišna vozrast možev me samo da se sramime od našite imenja. Kako može deca, devojčinja, da se vika srebra i zlata? I onaka veke obeležani deca so srasnati glavi, nenormalni za okolinata. Toa se imenja za stari ženi, za tetki, što čistat po vlezovite ili za prodavački na kompiri pred pekarnicata. Mama sekogaš ne zamolčuvaša so argumenti, koga povtorno ke se pobunevme za iminjata. Taka sakaše kumot, zlata, posveta zlata megljenska, a srebra, poneko asi srebra apostolova, što pogubila dva bega volerin. Glupav, beše sekogaš naši od komentar, eden od redkite, što ni beše zajednički. Od krštivkata navamu kumot nikogaš poveke nestapna vo naši od dom, kako da propadna v zemi. Potočno zamenal na pečalba vo Avstralija i za sekogaš ne odpišal od njegovata svest. Zlata naklada, srebra bez rebra, ne zadevaa decata od ulicata i osven roze, a po nekogaš i Bogdan, nikoj drugi ne si igraše so nas. Eni ne gi pušta roditelite, da ne imaat noće košmari, ako preko den si igraat so nas nenormalnite, a drugi sami begaa. I odaleko ne gadja so kamenčinja izvikovajki, retardirani. Roze beše edinstvenata, što nemaše težkoti in so našata fizička mana. Živeša na vtori odkad vo naši odvlez, beše edna godina pogolema od nas, imaše gusta crna kadrava kosa in beše crnomurna, malko poniska, no pocvrsta. Zašto ima deca, što se krevki, činiš vetrotke giduvne, so tenki noze, bled, lik, izsitni, kostenljivo zeljeni oči, kako nas. 
a ima deca, što izgledajo muskulesto, zdravo, težki za nosenje vrace, so cvrsti dlanki, kako roze. Beše mnogo rešitelna in nezini odzbor beše toliko cvrst, što se kogar se složujeme, so nezini te predlozi. Thank you. All right, I know you guys were following along with that, but in case you missed anything, I'm going to read it again in English. A Spare Life. That June afternoon on the outskirts of Skopje, in front of our apartment building, Srebra, Rosa, and I were playing a new game, fortune-telling. On the steaming cement of the lane that sloped down to the residence garages, we drew squares with white chalk and wrote the age at which we hoped to get married inside them. We would attract the attention of every passerby, and sitting on their balconies or standing by the apartment building's open windows, even the neighbors who knew us well would stare at us, because my sister and I were twins, conjoined twins, our heads fused at the temple right above my left ear and her right ear. We were born like that, to our misfortune and our parents' great shame. We both had long, thick, chestnut-brown hair that concealed the place where we were joined, or at least we thought so. At first glance, it appeared as if we were squatting and leaning our heads together, our bodies free the full length down. We were dressed in light, strapless summer tube dresses. I was in a green dress with yellow flowers, and my sister was in a red one with blue and white dots. At the age of 12, the only thing my sister Srebra and I, Zlata, were ashamed of was our names. Why would any parents name their children Srebra and Zlata? Silver and gold let alone children already marked by conjoined heads as freaks of nature in their community. These were the names of old women, cleaning ladies, or women who sold potatoes in front of the bakery. Whenever we complained to her about our names, our mother silenced us with the justification, that's what your godfather wanted, Zlata after St. Zlata Meglenska, and Srebra after a woman named Srebra Apostolova who killed two Turkish bays in Laren. That's stupid, is what we always said. It was one of the few things we agreed on. Our godfather never once set foot in our house after the christening. It was as if the earth had swallowed him up. In fact, he took off for Australia to earn a living and erase us from his consciousness forever. Zlata's a bird brain and Srebra's a turd brain, children called after us, taunting us in the street, with the exception of Rosa and occasionally Bogdan. No one ever played with us. Some parents, to shield their kids from nightmares, forbade them to associate with us freaks. But their kids fled from us of their own free will and threw rocks at us from a distance, shouting, Retards! Rosa was the only one who didn't have a problem with our physical deformity. She lived on the second floor of our building. She was a year older than us and had thick, curly black hair and dark skin. She was a little on the short side, but was sturdy. There are children so delicate, with skinny legs, pale faces, and small hazel eyes, like us, that you'd think the wind would blow them away. And then there are those that look muscular or healthy, like they'd be heavy in one's arms, with strong hands, like Rosa. She was so strong-willed and adamant that we always agreed on her proposals. That day was no different from any other. She, she suggested that we draw squares, inscribe in them the age at which we wished to get married, then above the squares the initials of three boys we liked, potential husbands, and below the squares the numbers one to three, how many children we might have. On the left, letters to designate how much money our husbands would have, P for poor, rich for rich, and M for multimillionaire. And then on the right, the first letters of three cities in which we would like to live. My square and Srebra's were close to each other. Rosa drew hers a little way off. 
And each of us counted the characters around the edge as many times as indicated by the number in the middle of the square circling the letter or number we landed on, and then continued around, skipping any circled characters until we had calculated out our circles. And then there's a a sketch of what their fortune-telling game looked like. So that's just... uh, the very, very beginning of a really beautiful story. And let's have Lydia come back up and talk a little bit about the book in the process. Yes, thank you for reading. I, I think I don't need microphone. Or <laughs> okay. Uh, so actually, what to tell you about a little bit about the story. As you see, the book is quite big <laughs> and quite dense. It is bigger in English than in Macedonian. I don't know why, but probably because of the letters and uh, the print. Uh, so it is a story about two Macedonian girls, sisters, Srebra and Slata, uh, who grow up in ex-Yugoslavia, uh, exactly in Macedonia. Macedonia is my native country. Uh, and uh, I follow their, their lives, uh, life of uh, two conjoined uh, heads, uh, sisters, that is very difficult life, actually, because you can imagine to live every day, every moment with somebody else and not to have the possibility at least for a half an hour to be alone, you know. So you have to go with this somebody else to toilet, to sp- sleep together, to eat together, to study together. So uh, these two sisters... Uh, much more hate each other than love each other. That is normal in this uh, context and situation. So their biggest wish is to separate each other uh, and to be individuals, to have uh, their own identity, their own life. You know, they are two ordinary girls who want to be normal, who want to to have normal life, but uh, their destiny is something else. Uh, so uh, I follow their life uh, until the, the operation that uh, also happens in the novel and after that when only one of them survived and uh, actually told the story about, uh, about everything that happened in the book. This is the one side of the story. The, the other side of the story is quite political and historical because uh, it is a kind of metaphor of the separation of the republics in ex-Yugoslavia. Uh, as you know, at the beginning of the 90s, in Yugoslavia happened a very, very brutal war that began in Slovenia, where I usually now currently live or at least uh, 15 years already. Uh, so in Slovenia, it was only for 10 days, but after that, uh, continued in Croatia, and uh, actually the biggest and the, the most brutal war happened in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, this war lasted for five years, so... It had many victims. It, uh, this uh, separation of the republics in Yugoslavia uh, was very tragical. Uh, actually, the tragedy was not in the separation as such, but in the way it happened. Uh, and we still cannot believe what uh, happened uh, and why happened that war in the 90s. So now we have to explain to our children 
why this war happened actually because it was war you know uh, between neighbors between brothers and between relatives between friends we usually lived very well together but we, uh, when we wanted to separate from each other actually the war happened and with many many victims so this wish of these girls, Zlata and Srebra in Macedonia, to be separated is actually the wish of the republics in next Yugoslavia to be separated. But after every separation, there is a, at least one victim. Uh, nobody is really happy. <laughs> uh, so the separation always wants uh, victims and blood and uh, everything that is evil and everything that is not okay for, uh, for the human being. Uh, you mentioned uh, Elena Ferrant. <laughs> I'm happy that somebody, uh, yes, uh, said here in the blurbs uh, about uh, I don't know a kind of similarity between uh, my novel and uh, the books by Elena Ferrante, whom actually I discovered this summer, and I'm very happy. I wrote the novel in 2012. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and she's now uh, one of my favorite writers, really. She's very, very good. And uh, I like uh, uh, her, her books because she, uh, she goes to the end, uh, when she tells stories, so, and my wish always was to go to the end. I think that in uh, the real life, we have, to, you have to be polite, to be conventional, to live normal life in a way, not to hurt other people. But in the art, you have to go to the end, you know, to be radical and to, to tell everything that you need and that you uh, know that you must tell. Uh, so uh, this is a kind of motto for my literature, so to go to the end. And I think that in this novel I made it uh, because I, I chose uh, a theme that is not so present in the literature and in the art, twins with con conjoined heads, uh, that is quite medical. And I had to research about this kind of twins because it's not so easy uh, to, to speak and to write about these two girls. Uh, you have to imagine them all the time in the real space, you know. You cannot say once that uh, Zlata took something with the left uh, hand and uh, the, uh, I don't know in another case that uh, she took something with the, her right hand but she actually couldn't really move her right hand because it was, you know, all the time with the, the, the left hand of her, her sister or uh, where, how they slept, I mean. You cannot say that uh, you know Zlata always. Uh, Zlata sometimes sleep uh, sleeps on the left or on the right place. They sleep all the time the same. Uh, so it was very difficult to imagine all these physical situations of the girls. So uh, I prefer to draw them and to have them on a paper uh, like figures to to see how they how how they resist in a kind of space space in a physical space and it was very interesting for me it was a very interesting experience to to write this novel uh, 
Uh, I wrote it very uh, quite quickly, I think, in only three months. <laughs> yes, but I had the story all the time in my being, and I just wanted to tell it, to tell it, and it was very spontaneous for me to, to tell this story. Uh, so, uh, actually, uh, I didn't want to be, uh, in a way, educational, and I didn't uh, want to, to write a story about Yugoslavia and story about two girls. Initially, I wanted to tell only the story of these two girls. Uh, but when I put them in a context, in a historical context, in a time, because they live in the uh, 80s, 90s, and uh, the novel uh, is ending in uh, 2012, so in quite recent time, uh, you know, if you put uh, people in a real time, uh, you have to tell something about that time. Uh, so, but in that time when they uh, live and everything happened to them, the, this time was full of events, full of things that happened, not only in Macedonia where they live, not only in Yugoslavia where we used to live, but also in the world, also here in the States, everywhere, in Europe and so on. So there are many historical and political situations that uh, I mentioned in the book, but not you know, uh, not with the scope to, uh, to, to make something, I mean, to, to give uh, uh, much more po po politics to the novel, because I don't really like political no novels, you know. They are quite boring if they are very, they follow the events and so on. But uh, if you tell a story about human beings, uh, every, every person is very interesting. Uh, every person is authentic. Uh, so you can easily tell a story, actually, very easily to tell a, is to tell a story about uh, such girls who live in a very patriarchal uh, family in the suburb of Skopje. They don't have any friends because of their he uh, heads. You can imagine how they, how, how they were isolated. Uh, so they are very different in, char in their character. So it is actually uh, the, the motive of, the, of hate between them. If they were similar, it's okay. I mean, they all, uh, both of them want the same things. It's not a problem, but when they are very different, and they are as characters, uh, the life is much more uh, difficult. Uh, so at the end, this game that you read it in English uh, is repeating. Uh, so the novel is a kind of uh, cycle, and uh, it uh, begins and ends with the same game that we all as children in Macedonia, not only in Macedonia, but also in Yugoslavia, used to play and believed in it, you know, that it will be really like that in our life as adults. Uh, so we, we all uh, imagined uh, where we, we, will, we would live when we, uh, uh, we are big, and, uh, you know, who will be our husband or, or always some boys uh, play this game, so their wives and so on, how many children we will have. And actually this game in my novel 
happens in a way, there, there are results of this game, but when the, uh, the persons don't expect them anymore, and even they don't want them anymore, you know? So it is a kind of destiny, it may be God's hand or something like that, you know, that in a way actually put uh, the lives of these girls and of their generation uh, where, where, where it must be or maybe not. Uh, so uh, I always say that uh, I dedicated this novel to my generation of people born in 70s, uh, a generation that I call lost generation. Why? Because uh, uh, when the war in Yugoslavia began, uh, we were 20, 21, 22, 3 years old. Uh, we were very young, uh, educated, and so on. And, uh, you know, we were very free, and uh, we, we, ha we, have, we had a hope in the future, and everything, dreams, so, and so on. Uh, about the wars, uh, we learned only in school, and we never imagined that in our real life, we will cope with a war, you know? So, it was... Sh a big shock for all of us when the war in ex-Yugoslavia happened, especially for the boys of my generation, because the boys from my generation were the last soldiers in Yugoslav National Army. So when the war in Yugoslavia began, they were in, in many parties of, of ex-Yugoslavia. Uh, some uh, friends of mine, Macedonians, where you know, in Croatia, Slovenia, Serbia, and so on. Uh, and uh, one evening, when the war began on TV, we watched uh, news, and we were all shocked when in, in life we saw how a boy was killed, a soldier. He was the first victim of that war, and he was a Macedonian guy, Sashko Geshkovsky. He had only 20, uh, he was 20 years old. So we realized that something very, very wrong uh, is beginning, you know. Uh, and immediately after uh, this event, uh, the mothers from Macedonia who had uh, boys, uh, soldiers in this uh, in, uh, Yugoslav National Army, uh, organized themselves and by buses they went to all Yugoslavia to look for their sons. It was something terrible, you know. We all supported them and waited for these boys and carried. So it was very, very difficult situation. Even if in Macedonia there was no war, we were called a kind of uh, oasis of the peace, but we felt the war in Bosnia and in Croatia in another way, there were many refugees who came to Macedonia because it was safe. And, uh, you know, we all the time cared about our friends, relatives, because every one of us uh, has somewhere in another uh, ex-republic somebody, you know. Uh, we were very connected before the, the war. Uh, so because of that, I... Uh, I, I wanted to tell a story about my generation, a generation who was growing up uh, very 
happy in a way, very normally, and but uh, actually uh, was captured by the history when it didn't expect that. Uh, and today, this generation of people born in 70s is everywhere. Uh, actually, the biggest uh, number of refugees because of the war is exactly my generation. Uh, so not only writers, not only artists, but people, you know, who left or with their parents or alone just to save them, and they are now everywhere in the world. Uh, so Zlata and Srebra, uh, in a way, represent uh, this generation of people uh, who lived in uh, very different times, uh, different historical, cultural, political times, and Yugoslav times also. So if you have any questions, <laughs> I speak very much, but... <laughs> I think that um, I haven't finished reading the book. I um, just started it, but the premise of drawing twins is mm -hmm. really fascinating. And you said that you had it in your head before. And I'm just wondering because it does seem to fit in some ways the political situation very well, but it also has this really interesting lives, sort of like strange problems you can figure out mm -hmm. in their lives. And I'm just wondering where you came up with the idea or what mm -hmm. occurred to you originally. Originally, this idea came to me many years ago. I was in Stockholm for a poetry festival, and it was a kind of white night. In Sweden, there are white nights during the year, where when really everything is white outside. You cannot sleep even if you put curtains and everything, you know, but it is impossible to sleep if you are not used to these white nights. So in a such white night, I was watching a BBC documentary about two girls who really had conjoined heads from Saudi Arabia or some other Arabic country, and they agreed uh, to be filmed all the time uh, because they wanted to make an operation and to separate from each other. So uh, this film was about uh, their life. Uh, I mean, not their life is that, but uh, about the operation. Uh, they came to Europe. I don't remember anymore what hospital was, but I know that they selected the best chirurg and so on. Uh, so they decided uh, to separate from each other. Uh, and it was everything fine, you know, but the end was very tragic. They both died. And we all uh, saw that in this documentary. Uh, I was shocked, of course, of that. And, but uh, I was surprised by the tone of the film that uh, the conclusion was they finally uh, went home separately, you know? even in two different, two ba uh, ba uh, caskets, yeah. So, uh, but it was not, uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I was thinking, oh, I will forget that, you know, so many documentaries every day, so many stories in our life. But what shocked me mostly was actually that doctor, that surgeon who didn't success to uh, get them uh, separation and to uh, they to be alive you know so he he said that for one nine and an, 
one day, I don't know uh, how long, he was staying on the knees of his wife as, and cried so much because he didn't save at least one of them. Uh, so I, I couldn't forget this doctor, uh, and I was thinking about that uh, for several years. Uh, in a way, I was obsessed with this theme and with, with the life I imagined of these two sisters who died. So I decided actually to, to write a novel about such a case, but to put these girls in Macedonian context, in the context that I know. The, uh, you know, a context uh, that can be authentic, can be real. Uh, so uh, after that, it was very easy to, for me to, to write the, the story, to write the novel, because I had all, all things in my head, and I just told the story. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned this idea of following things through to the end, uh, which really struck me because I feel like a lot of contemporary writing that I read that's you know very highly praised mm -hmm. and often really wonderful writing, it like ends in a in a vague, mm -hmm. almost cliffhanger type fashion where they kind of it's like a choose your own ending type of thing, um, and that, it, I don't know, it's, it's like that, that subtlety, I think, is really, like, um, valued in, in that scene, like, as a mark of a prowess in writing, that you can, that you don't have to, like, finish, thing, finish the story and tie it all up, but you leave just the right amount unsaid. So I was wondering if you could... Talk, and I don't always like that. I mean, sometimes it sometimes it's nice, and sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like, well, what happened? Like, give me a little bit more. Uh -huh. And I was wondering um, when you said you followed things through to the end in this story. Like, how do you feel like you you tied up the ending, and like you, you, you're not leaving? Um, how to talk about what you mm -hmm. mean by that? Mm -hmm. uh, Yes, uh, some readers uh, in Macedonia uh, asked me when uh, they could expect the second part of the novel, you know, <laughs> because uh, it is ending with this game and with other two twins, uh, daughters of Zlata, but they are normal twins with not conjoined heads, so uh, before them is a probably normal life. But it can be also very interesting to see what uh, life uh, they c can have uh, after so many things that happen to their parents and family and so on. Uh, but in a way, I think that this novel is finished, uh, at least for, for now. Uh, because, as I said, uh, it ended in uh, 2012, so only four years <laughs> are from uh, since then. Uh, and uh, even in these four years, many things happened. Uh, children uh, don't grow up so so quickly, you know. Uh, so I cannot uh, tell a new story about these new twins. Maybe after ten or twenty years, I can. Uh, but I, sometimes when I, I watch movies, I just don't like when you know. Uh, 
the end is very confused. We don't know if uh, it, it is the end of the story or something else will happen, but we will never know about that, you know? So it is uh, sometimes also in the books like that. Uh, so in a way I want to, uh, I want this old manner of uh, narrative, you know? You have a story, the story has a beginning, middle, and also end. Uh, I, I prefer this classical way of writing. I don't really want to experiment, to make experiments in prose. Maybe in poetry, yes, but in prose, if you are, if you have a story, it it must end in a way. Even if in our life, I mean, no one story, you know, ends without end. We are all aware of the end, even if we don't want to recognize or, you know, to uh, take it. But if it is an end, it exists. So also in the in the novels is like that. Uh, so I prefer to put a kind of end, actually to uh, to close the the story with the same game. Uh, and uh, this game uh, is happening 30 years after the first game. So in 30 years, many things ha happen. But it is interesting that now about this game you can find only on some blogs on the internet or maybe somebody put it on Facebook, you know. But this game is not known anymore to, to today's children because they don't stay anymore in front of the block and they don't play anymore, you know, with other children in front of the block. And, you know, the, this kind of friendship, unfortunately, doesn't exist anymore between children. Uh, so this two new twins found out about this game on the internet because their, their mother once uh, told them about uh, the game probably but never explained them probably how it is uh, played. So they found out about that on the internet and they tried to play it. Uh, and it is very interesting how uh, in only 30 years so many things changed, I mean also the technology and everything, uh, that some things became vintage, you know, some things became retro. I mean, it is interesting now to play this game and to see how it will work in the, in the future, and you know. Uh, so for me it's always interesting to come back to the things that we considered eternal, and, but uh, they became very relative uh, because of so many events and so many information in our life. Uh, so nothing is actually eternal anymore. So you said that you came up with the idea and your goal was to be for it, and then in a way, like, the life of sisters, what is like, would you say that the feel like they are experiencing and this contribution, like, in a way represents what your generation, the last mm -hmm. generation was feeling? Like, would you be trying to do that? Your experience, the ones in this verse, or just like... Um, as I said, I didn't intend uh, 
to put this political story besides the story of these two girls. But when I put them in a, a historical context, I couldn't uh, escape, uh, you know, uh, from uh, from the real time and from the real space because the time and the space were re were uh, really real. I mean, it was Yugoslavia. They were the 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 years from 80s and 90s. Uh, so, but it, everything was uh, very spontaneous in a way. When I was writing the story, I became aware. That, like the destiny of Zlata and Srebra, is also the destiny of ex Yugoslavia. And uh, uh, not only of ex Yugoslavia, but also of, of other countries nowadays. Uh, and especially, uh, there was a case in ex Yugoslavia that uh, at that time was not a republic, it was Kosovo. Uh, Kosovo uh, now is a republic, but when we were in Yugoslavia, there were six republics and two kind of provincials uh, that uh, belonged to Serbia, Kosovo and Vojvodina. And this Kosovo, a very small province, wanted so much to become republic, you know, in ex-Yugoslavia. Not to go out of Yugoslavia, but to be a part of Yugoslavia as a republic. But nobody wanted Kosovo to be republic, you know. I don't know why. I mean, it, you know, uh, so... Uh, Kosovo always longed for this to be uh, a republic. But, of course, Yugoslavia uh, dis was destroyed, uh, every republic was separated, and Kosovo and Vojvodina remained with Serbia because they, didn't, they was not, were not republics. Uh, so, even, uh, some years ago, Kosovo became a republic, and uh, in the novel, uh, these two sisters uh, they know about uh, Kosovo, they spoke once about Kosovo, that Kosovo want to be separated uh, from Serbia, so to be a republic. And they speak about that in the way, but you know, uh, one of the girls say to, says to the other, you know, it is impossible because uh, Kosovo, you know, belongs to Serbia. I mean, they are so connected. And the other says, but why not? I mean, you know, like we. I, if, we if we make an operation, we will be separated. Also, Kosovo can make a kind of separation, of operation, you know, to be separated. So in this moment, I think that I realized that every country is a kind of human being with their own wish, uh, wishes, desires, longings, and everything. So a country is not a constitution, a structure of something, but it's a kind of organism. So uh, many things happen in it. Uh, and li like uh, in these two girls, uh, so every country has uh, its own life. Uh, and it, it was for me interesting to, to make this parallel between countries and between human people. <laughs> we can talk a little bit after that. Okay, so we're um, going to encourage you guys to grab a book or one of the collections of poetry and uh, I'm going to set up a table for the signed copy. And uh, another final blessing. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget, you can listen to this and all our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by. 
and we hope to see you soon.